the older you get, the more it happens. About the only room that you can recollect it, and when you walk into it, you remember what you're in for is the restroom. Okay? That's about the only thing that, that you can recollect. Well, we're going to talk about some things tonight, and uh, the first point we're going to talk about is not forgetting. Uh, all these three points are something that God put on my heart several months ago, and uh, it's not that I don't pay attention in sermons when I uh, listen to Brother Joseph, but uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit puts something on my, on my brain. You see, I, I got a little brain, and so there's a lot of space up there, but sometimes the Holy Spirit puts something on my brain, and he, he puts an outline. I don't, know, I don't know how you can relate to that, but uh, being a pastor for 25 years, uh, I, I try to not put so much focus on what my brain's saying, but what I'm listening to. All right, that's important. And the number one thing we're going to talk about tonight is uh, not forgetting. Uh, so, uh, have, uh, so we know we've walked into a room and uh, and uh, we don't know why we're there. But Scripture tells us there are things to forget, and it tells us things not to forget. Now, I believe with all my heart uh, that that we're living in the last days. Okay, we're we're living in the last days of the church. Uh, I seen a deal on the. Uh, I was Googling the other day, and uh, I seen a deal on there that said uh, uh, church attendance is dropping, and I believe it is. I, I really do believe it is, and, uh, uh, and, and so uh, we, we've got a problem. Uh, we've got a problem, and uh, I want you to look in your Bibles, if you would, to James chapter 1, and we, uh, we, uh, we all know this verse, all right? We all know this verse. And I want, you to, I want you to see something in James chapter 1. It's a verse probably you've read before. I hope that uh, everyone uh, or most people in this church uh, have a, a, a personal devotional time. I hope you do. And uh, because uh, you'll learn about 90% of who you are and what you are as a Christian in your own personal time with the Lord than you will listening to a preacher preach. Okay, you only retained about ten percent of what Brother Joseph or what what any preacher preaches that stands behind the pulpit and preaches. You only retained about ten percent. Now, the, the the wonderful thing about what Brother Joseph does is he gives you a little outline, right, that you can fill out, that you actually have to participate during the sermon and uh, you know uh, be alert. Otherwise, you're going to miss a word. And, you, and when you have that thing before you, be honest with me. You don't, want, you don't like missing a word. You want to know what the word is, right? But uh, that's the reason why if, uh, if uh, uh, I don't have an outline, if anything uh, uh, piques your interest, write it down. Even write it down in your Bibles, okay? Uh, that's what I like about a large margin Bible. You write it down. I, I have different pages. I have different Bibles. My old preaching Bible that I have at home, this is a new King James. I have a King James Version Bible at home. It's my old preaching Bible that I used for years. It's got notes in it, and the pages are falling out and everything else, but I can't get rid of it because it's got a lot of sentimental value in it. But uh, uh, write it down. That way you, can, you, 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 you don't have an excuse not to remember it or focus back on it. It's important, okay? It's important that you remember it. Not forgetting is the first thing we're going to look at tonight. Not forgetting. And it says in James, 
this is, this is a marvelous little verse. It says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in, continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now, we've heard this verse. If you've been a Christian very long, if you've been in a church very long, if you've been in a, in a church that preaches the Word of God, you know this verse. You know this verse. And, and I've read this verse probably a hundred times, but I noticed something in this verse that stuck out to me, and I want, I, I want, I want to relate it to you tonight. It says, I want to read it to you again, all right? It says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now, the amazing thing about the Word of God is this. Let me, take, let, me, let me just give you a sidebar here. Let me chase one rabbit, okay? Is, uh, you, you can read Scripture all your life as a child of God. I, now, I got, I got called to the ministry late in my life when I was in my 30s. I got saved in my 30s, as a matter of fact. And, and, but when you read the Word of God and you read it through the Holy Spirit of God, he reveals things to you at the time that you can relate to and you can accept. But later on in your life, as you mature in the, in the Lord, as the Word of God tells us to in the book of Hebrews, He reveals more to you. You understand what I'm talking about? He reveals more to you. He, and He reveals more. And I want, uh, just a few things I want to touch on this verse, all right? It's not to forget, okay? Forget means to neglect out of mind. So it's telling us, all right? The less you read and look at the Word of God, you won't remember it, okay? Because that's what it says in that verse. It says, but he who looks into, into is a key word here. It just not, it just, it, that doesn't mean, it doesn't say he who looks at. It says he who looks into, to examine it, to examine it. That's what it means. Looks, now look, listen, listen, he who looks, I looked up the word looks, in my concordance in the Greek. Let me tell you what looks means, okay? Now, see, that's amazing things about when you study the Word of God. It might mean something totally different than what you think it means, right? And it says, it says uh, look means to make an effort, okay? Now, when you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're sleeping on Sunday mornings, all right? Sleeping on Sunday mornings, man. Oh, it feels good. Doesn't it, Jack? It feels good sleeping on Sunday morning. Of course, any, any morning feels good to me. It don't matter whatever. And you're sleeping on Sunday mornings, and you hear that alarm go off. I got an alarm on my, on my phone. It says, the time is 6 a.m. You know, you just want to just smack it real good. And it, sometimes it's, it, it's hard. Most of the time, Nancy gets up before I do, okay? Because it takes her longer to get ready than I do, okay? I just throw on a pair of pants and a shirt and, and, uh, and uh, take a shower, and that's it. Believe it or not, Sammy, I don't put on makeup, okay? It's probably a good thing because I just put on my beard, and I ain't going to do that. So it, it, you have to make an effort. You have to make an effort to come here, amen? Even on Wednesday nights. I mean, I mean let's, let's just be honest, man. There's a lot of people that ain't making effort to come on Wednesday nights, really. And I'm not... I'm not uh, I'm not knocking anybody that can't come on Wednesday nights. I, you know, if, you're, if you can't make it here, I understand. But if you're just not making an effort not to come here, then we've got a problem. We've got a problem. That, that's, that's the problem in the churches today. It's, it, so if, 
if you love, if you love the Lord, you'll look. You'll make an effort. All right? You'll look into the Word. If you, if you look and continue and not forget, you'll be a doer of the work. Okay? You'll be a doer of the work. You understand what I'm talking about? We all know what work is, right? To work, what do you have to do? You have to, you have to make an effort for the work. And, and above all, above everything else, man, when Brother Joseph came up to me and said, uh, Brother Doug, would you, would you like or would you mind preaching for me on Wednesday night? Hey, man, I'm here, buddy. I don't get to do this very often, right? I mean, people used to call me on the phone and, and, uh, and uh, ask me to preach for them, but they don't anymore because they've seen my sermons on Facebook and they don't like me anymore. That's fine. I don't care, you know. But uh, uh, it's all about putting some effort into it, okay? And, and, and that's, that's the way it is with the Word of God. You have to put effort into it if you want to remember it, right? That's, that, that's what the Word of God tells us to do. That's, that's not a suggestion, uh, Christians. That's a command. God wants us to read the Word of God. God wants us to look into the Word of God, okay? Now, when I study the Word of God, most of y'all know this. I've, I've told y'all this before, but for all the new ones, I have five or six translations in front of me. I've got the Phillips translations. I've got the NIV. I've got the English Standard Version, which I love. That's, uh, I've got the NAS. I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got five or six translations in front of me, okay? Now, I've got books, you know, commentaries. Years and years and years ago, I quit looking at commentaries because, man, they can mess you up. Some of them can, you know. They'll tell you this in a commentary, and you'll look at another commentary and tell you something totally opposite. You know, so I quit looking at commentaries. You know what I do? I just depend on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I mean, you know, God's gonna God's gonna give me what to say, and and I pray uh, with all my heart and my soul the correct thing to say. I don't want to you know lead somebody astray, it, it, but it's not like anybody listens to me anyway, right? All right, now we got that settled. Not forgetting, remember. Even though sometimes it's it's just, I'm not talking about a whole sermon. I mean, we, we, we can't remember a whole sermon, but just a point. Just something that kind of, kind of, hey, man, you know, that, that Wednesday night, brother, he, he said something that really spoke to me, you know, really spoke to me. Now, I'm preaching to the choir, okay? I used to go to a Sunday school class a few years ago by a guy who was a, and I was sitting in a Sunday school class. He said, now, uh, I, I can understand that I'm, pre, I, I'm teaching a lot of you theologians. And I thought, I hope this guy ain't talking about me. It made a little sound, didn't it? Man, you know, because I, I, I don't know of anybody that's a, is theologian enough not to, not to learn something from the Word of God. You know, I, can't, I, I, can't, I don't know anybody that does that. But this second verse, man, I'll tell you what. God gave me this. And I've, I've preached about this verse before. I just can't seem to get this verse out of my mind. And, uh, you, you know, the, the Bible tells us about the end times, okay? And uh, I know that these are the end times because of the condition of the church, right? I mean, uh, uh, it's not something that, that, uh, that's uh, uh, an accident that happens, you know? Uh, God never said, oops. All these things are preordained by God, Okay? But I tell you what, 
in, in Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 10, there's a scripture that uh, I hope that you have marked in your Bibles, okay? I hope that you do. Because <clears throat> let, let's, look, let's start with verse number 24, chapter 10 of the book of Hebrews. I have this marked. In, uh, this is my King, uh, New King James Bible. It's actually my new preaching Bible uh, because, my, like I said, my other one's falling apart. And it, 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 it's, it tells it like this. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. I mean, the, the scripture we just got through reading in the book of James, it talked about works. Okay? Here, it talks about works. So, so what is that telling us? God wants us to work. God wants us to be involved. And if you're involved in the word, listen, if you're involved in the word, you'll be involved in the work of the church. Not your own work, but the work of the church. All right? And here's what it says. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Here it is. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Not only not forgetting, but not forsaking. Folks, you've got to take the church serious. I can, I can remember in one, in one particular area of my life, uh, I probably told you this story, but I'm going to tell you again. Uh, when uh, a, a church has uh, had uh, voted me out, right? And they, and they voted me out because I preached too much about sin. Okay, let's, let's just say it like it is, okay? Uh, they, they voted me out because uh, I, I, I preached too hard. Okay? And I, I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to church anymore. I said, I, 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 I've had it. I said, man, I've had it with these church people. You know, I've had it with them. You know what God said? Nope, exactly right. My youngest boy, when he was very small, asked me this. And it stuck in my mind. It'll, it'll be in my mind till the day I die. He said, Daddy, why do you go to church? Why do you take you and Mama? Why do you and Mama take what you do? You know what I told him? I have to. I can't stop. I tried. I tried to stop. I tried to stop church. You know how long, you know how long it took? Two weeks. Let me tell you something, folks. I don't know how many of you ever got whipping from your daddy. I mean, I, but I got a whooping from my daddy. Boy, he whipped me good. He said, "You're not stopping. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you. The, I'm going to send you here, and I'm going to send you here, and I'm going to send you here. And if they kick you out, I'm going to send you here. If they kick you out, I'm going to send you here. See, you can't forsake it. You can't forsake it. That's what it says. We have a. We, we we've got a problem here." Okay, the problem is, it's not God's problem, it's not the Word's problem, it's the people's problem. It, 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 they don't take it serious enough about the church. I, I tell you what, folks, it, there's a problem. They say church attendance is dropping. That, 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 that's really not a big shock. It's really not. Forsaking means to desert, to leave behind. Now, if, if you can leave the church behind, you can leave Christ behind. If you can leave the church behind, you can deny God. And if you can leave the church behind, you need to be born again. 
Christ died for the church. And if you, you, if, if you invest your life in Christ, you will invest your life in church. Okay? Do whatever. Do whatever you can do. You know, uh, if you invest it in the church, you'll invest it in Christ. It's a twofold thing, folks. Look what it says. And so much more as you see the day approaching. What day? He's coming back one of these days. Might be soon. I don't know. A thousand years is a day. A day is a thousand years. I don't know. I like what, what post Brother Joseph did on Facebook. Man, these people who put times on when Jesus is coming, you need to recognize in your brain whoever does that is a false prophet. Because the Bible says do not do that. Gives us a command not to do that. And these people are false prophets, and it's easy, it's easy to see. But more means a greater or additional amount of, uh, or degree of. You know what that means? See? A lot of people ain't getting it. Now listen to me. I want to tell you the truth now. Now, if you can't come, that's fine. I understand. If you're sick and you're on your deathbed, that's fine. I understand it. But there's a lot of people in this church that don't get it. In this church. And we've got a pastor that preaches the Word of God. Un, un, the whole council of the Word of God. All right? You have no excuse. We even got a pretty good Sunday school teacher. All right? Man, I'll tell you what, I don't understand it. I'm not shocked, but I still don't understand it. It's so much more. Let me tell you, let me give you, when, let me tell you something that upsets me, all right? Being a, a pastor, let me tell you something that really, and I've been going to say something about this for a while. When Brother Joseph said, don't worry, I'm about to finish, that upsets me. That gets my goat, boy, I tell you. What we ought to say is preach on, brother, preach on. I mean, how, how many hours do you spend in the church? Three hours at the most? Come on, man. You get Wednesday nights, that's 45 minutes, right? Because we, we stop usually 15 minutes after. And you get Sunday mornings. And he stops 50 minutes early there a lot of the times. Why? Well, you know, we'll get out of here. Don't worry. I'm on point two, but we only get three points. I wouldn't care if he had 20 points. All right? Man, I tell you what. We need to, you need to encourage Brother Joseph. You do. Say, man, preach on. Preach on. You're going to be held accountable for that, brother. So I tell you what, when he gets back, I'm going to tell him. I am. I'll tell you what. I, no child of God can say they've had enough uh, or, they, or they know everything about Jesus. No child of God can say they know everything about the Word of God. If you do, you're a liar. I had a preacher one time. I've told you this story. I had a preacher one time. I went to visit his church. I went to visit his church one time. He said, well, I've preached everything I know to preach. What do you want me to preach next? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you know that I can get 25 sermons, 25 sermons out of For God So Loved the World that He gave His only begotten Son, and whosoever believeth Him shall not perish but have everlasting life? I can get 25 sermons out of there. You can't get enough of the Word of God. Can you get enough of Jesus? 
give me all of Jesus, man. Give me, just let me have it. I mean, you ought to go out of here on Sunday mornings. If it's, if it's 1.30 in the afternoon, don't worry. You'll still get to eat. Don't, you know, 1.30 in the afternoon, still go out and shake his hand and say, God bless you, man. That was great. Huh? Had a guy one time at the last church I was at, at Waldron, Winfield Baptist Church. I was there for about four and a half years. Love that church. God moved me on. That's fine. There's a guy said, well, there's, there's a guy said, Brother Doug, I love it when you preach funerals. I said, why? He said, man, because you preach them short. I said, man, I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to preach that person into heaven, man. I'll preach them short. You never said that about my sermons, though. Which is, which is fine. You know the first sermon, you know how long the first sermon I ever preached was? 45 minutes. You know, a lot of times when I was young, of course, I was, uh, I was saved and called to the ministry when in my 30s, about 35 years old. A lot of times when those uh, young ministers get up and they prepare a sermon, you know, like for three weeks, and they get up and preach for five minutes, uh-uh, not this boy, uh-uh. i tell you what, if, 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 don't forsake. Don't forsake the assembly. Don't forsake that you have a, pastor that preaches the word of God. Folks, I've been around, okay, churches. Been around churches. You know, when we left here, we went to First Southern because I wanted to be with my brother, you know, and, 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 I, and I enjoyed my stay there. I really did. But God moved me someplace else, so we went someplace else. We wanted to go to a place closer, so we went to a closer. And didn't like that, man, you know. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't focus my attention on the fellowship. Okay? I don't. I focus my attention on the preaching of the Word of God. I want to know if he's, what he's like, you know. And so we went to another church. And we had to leave. Went to another church. We had to leave. Went to another church before we came back here. And we sat, and we sat for a year or so, and man, we just, we just enjoyed it. You know, the fellowship was great. And as far as I know, it still is. As far as I know, it's just one family that goes there. But anyway, it, it was great fellowship, and then, man, something happened to the preaching. <laughs> and it started, started, started getting off. Started getting way off. And it started getting off. Now, I don't mind a preacher, Coleman, that chases a few rabbits. Okay, I don't mind that. But man, the sermon is full of rabbits, man. They were multiplying like rabbits. I mean, they were just, just, I told my wife, after one time when something was said that was totally against Scripture and totally just off, off the left field, I said, we're gone. She said, well, where are we going? I said, we're going home. Yeah, yeah that's when we come back here. Man, I, I tell you what, I wasn't pleasantly surprised. I was marvelously, marvelously surprised. It's the Word of God, man. It's the Word of God. I tell you, it, it, and it's, it's, just, it's just refreshing every time. I tell you what, and, and you can't ever get enough of church. Love church. If you love Jesus, you love church. Amen? I tell you what, uh, we've got... Uh,
not to forget, not to forsake. And here's the most important one, all right? Turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3 as we move around a little bit tonight. Paul's epistle to the churches. Mm, good stuff, folks, I tell you. Look at chapter 3 of Philippians. All right. Starting with verse 12. Okay. And I'm going to give you uh, my uh, title for this particular scripture. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brother, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We got not to forget, not to forsake, Here's what we need, the third thing, Christian. Move forward. Move forward. Right? Move forward. It says, let me, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. He says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the mark. It's forward. All right? Now, there's a forgetting there. All right, I'm going to bring that up to you. There's a forgetting there. Forget those things that are behind. Those things are done. Those things are past. Those things are gone. All right? You've got to press forward. It's forward. It's not what's behind. It's not what we have done in the past. Press on. I can relate to you about my ministries and everything and tell you how how God blessed me in my ministry, it's gone. That's past. I have to press forward. You know, it's not about past sins that, that you have committed. Forget them. Press on. You've heard this. Anytime Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. You've heard that. That's true. Man, let me tell you something. If it, if, if you've ever been praying or reading the Word and a thought pops in your mind, huh? a thought that's not really, you know, kosher, not pleasing to God, Satan wants to get your attention off the Word of God and get you on something else, you know. But, man, I tell you what, just be faithful because it happens to everybody. I don't care who you are, man. You can be sitting there listening to a sermon and something, something, something will pop in your mind. Maybe you're dealing with a, 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 a problem in your life, you know, and it'll pop in your mind. That's Satan trying to take you away from paying attention. We have to move forward, child of God, forward. Press on, it says, for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, folks, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of this. I'm telling you, there's a lot of this. Read the Bible through again this year, did last year. Let me tell you something, folks. You talking about yawns, Bill. Sometimes. Huh? Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Sometimes it's just... It's yawns, Bill. It is. 
You read through the Old Testament, a lot of times the Old Testament tells about the children of Israel. They're stinkers, man. Them children of Israel were stinkers. I'm telling you what, boy, they're just like us. Man. Failing all the time, failing all the time, disobedient to God. And God said, man, you're my people. I've chosen you. I shall never leave thee nor forsake thee. I love you. And he punishes them and they come back and they do it again and 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 do it again. Man, the book of Numbers, huh? Leviticus, woo! Man, keep on. Man, keep on. Man, I'm pressing toward the mark. I'll be glad when I get in the New Testament. Press toward the mark! I'm in the book of Hosea right now. Amos, I'm in the book of Amos. I preach the book of Amos. That's a good book. The book of Amos is. But press on. Upward, man, for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Man, it, it's exciting to be a Christian in the last days. It is. Man. You think, man, all this, all this stuff our present administration is doing, the evil administration that we're under right now, you know? I'm not going to get into politics because uh, I, I can make some of y'all mad. But anyway, you know, what we're going through right now, what, 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 what do we do as children of God? Praise the holy name of Jesus. Come on, man. Keep going. Just, just bring it on. Just bring it on. You know, press on toward the goal. I'll tell you what. It's uh, to not forget, not to forsake, and the need to move forward. Let me make a statement here. If, uh, if you... Uh, Want to be entertained? Go to Branson. All right? Go to Branson. Go to a show. Church is not a place for you to entertain. It's not a place. It's not. It's a place to learn more about the Lord and a place to worship God. Man, you know, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? Why don't we have that? Go to Branson. Go to a movie if you can. There's not a movie out today that you can go to, really. I mean, you know. If you, if you come to my house, my TV is on uh, uh, YouTube mostly, and it's old movies. Really, 1930s, 19... <laughs> I'm not I'm about to tell you the truth. I'll tell you what. The church is for the saints, folks. I don't want to be entertained. I want to hear the Word of God. Now, I don't care for a special every now and then. That's good. You know, that's good. You say, well, well uh, Doug, why don't why didn't your church sing more praise songs? We do. Every Sunday. Some of that new stuff is out junk. You know? I don't like it. But the church is for saints. It's not a place for singing for 45 minutes and listen to a sermon for 15. No, no, no. I mean, Brother Ron does a great job. I'm not, that's not what I'm here for. Oh, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love singing. You know, people always ask me to sing solos. I don't do that much anymore, okay? It's because I just don't want to. That's the reason why. But I, I love the preaching of the Word of God. That, that should be the church's focus. Now, if you come here and say, man, y'all don't sing enough modern songs. Y'all don't have enough activities. Go someplace else. Go someplace else. But if you love the Word of God and you love a preacher that preaches the whole counsel of the Word of God, this is the place. If you want to grow in the Lord, this is the place. Okay? This is the place right here. Man, you know, believe me, folks, it, 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 
it's, it's not out there like you think it is. It's not. But it's here. Okay, it's here. And listen, I'm going I'm to tell you what the Word of God says. Okay? Now, uh, uh, you'll probably, uh, now if you have singing for 45 minutes and preaching for 15 minutes, you'll probably grow. Okay? But you'll have a bunch of congregation of deadheads. And I'm not talking about grateful dead followers, okay? Okay? I'm not talking about that. They'll be dead spiritually. They'll be lost sinners. That's what they'll be. And folks, uh, uh, go to church to hear the Word of God, okay? That's what, that's what you should be for. And when you hear the Word of God and it penetrates your heart and your life, and you allow it to penetrate your heart and your life, you'll worship. That's true. You'll worship, okay? You will. You, you won't have no other choice. When I was reading one of my scriptures uh, the other day, as I was preparing for this, man, I was in my, my I was in Nancy's sewing room. It used to be my study, but now she's con- she's it's her sewing room now. Okay, that's fine. That's all right. I don't have a problem with that. As long as I got a place to sit, that's all. That's all I care about. As long as she's got her sewing room and she's dolled it up and all that kind of you know frou frou stuff, you know, it don't matter what difference to me. You go in there and you read the scripture, and the scripture jumps out at you. Man, it thrills your heart. It really does. And when you're sitting there listening to Brother Joseph, you know, and the Scripture jumps out at you, it thrills your heart. Preach on, preacher. Preach on, preacher. I had one in my ministry. I can't remember. It was my first church I pastored. It was a, it was an independent Baptist church. And if you've ever been to an independent Baptist church, you're talking about Southern Baptist or, or as Brother Harold Backwoods Baptist would say, they're quiet. You know, you hear an amen every now and then, you know. <clears throat> you know, I had, I was preaching. I can't remember what I was preaching on. And uh, I always preach my heart out. But uh, I heard in the background, shuck that corn, preacher. <laughs> All right. Woo. Yeah. That makes you want to shuck that corn. Eh? When Brother Joseph gets back, I dare you. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> You're the likely one, <laughs> you know. Oh, it was, but it's great. I'll tell you what. Uh, but it's it's great. <laughs> As I said, go to the church that preaches the whole counsel of the Word of God. It's here. It's here. Scripture by scripture, chapter by chapter. That's the way to go, man. Now, if you if you go to a preacher that preaches a topical, that's fine. I mean, that's that's between you and God, you know. Nah. I want it scripture by scripture, chapter by chapter. That's the way I like it. They can't skip it, you know, and just preach on good things, fun things. Nah, I want to be, I want, I want my feelings hurt. Huh? I want my toes stepped on. You know, I want to be kicked in the posterior. That's the way I like it. That's, and that's the way God wants us to be. So see, that's what, uh, not to forget, remember the word of God, folks, not to forget. Not to forsake. Oh, it's important, man, when you're here. It's, it's, it's important for you to be here, you know, to pay attention, to focus on the Word of God. Not on Doug Dobson or not on Joseph Allen, but on the Word of God. You know, what's the Word of God say? And you'll be blessed. You'll grow. You'll grow, you know. You'll, and you'll, you'll, you'll mature as a child of God. And that's what it's all about, see. It's pressing forward. Amen? Pressing forward. 
pressing forward, never looking back, never going back. See? Always going forward. Always paying attention. Always, always wanting to do everything that God wants you to do as a child of God. That's what He wants us to do. That's, that's our call. And see, and I love what it says in two of those verses. It says, the work of the church. The work. Right? The work. The work. Now, what's the work of the church? Saints, the work of the church is to, is to educate the saints. Yes. Edify the body. And when you're edified, you'll go out and be a witness outside the world. Let me tell you what happened to me the other day. In our little neighborhood, some of y'all know where we live. It's a little, little community there, a little uh, gated community, we call it. And, uh, uh, folks, there's cockroaches all around that neighborhood. Jehovah Witness. Jehovah Witness. Brother Bob, come around that neighborhood. It must be that time, you know, they have certain times of the year that they go out and and witness, supposedly, quote unquote, and they witness. Well, man, they were they were those little cockroaches. They were going all around that neighborhood, you know. And uh, I, I was in the. It was a Saturday of all the things. A Saturday, I watch college football on Saturdays, man. You know, and they they were coming around. And I got a front door. A lot of times it's open, but you can't see in the front door. You know, it's got that screen. It's got that special stuff where you can't see in it, you know. And I, I, usually, I usually lock it, you know. Jehovah's Witness came around, and, and I told Nancy, I said, shh, shh, shh. Jehovah's Witness, don't say anything. Don't, don't, don't make no noise. So they come in and put their stuff on the door, you know. I, I didn't exactly know who they were, but uh, I kind of, you know, made a lucky guess that it was Jehovah's Witness. It was. And I took their material, and I tore it up and threw it in the trash. Not the word of God. Any 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 religion that believes that uh, Satan and Jesus were brothers, that ain't good. Or that Jesus became God, he wasn't God from the beginning. That ain't good. You know? But anyway, the church. This church. So uh, we have any prayer requests tonight? Anybody know about uh, Francis? Brother Bob, we're going to have you pray tonight. So, She's having a hard time with it, isn't she?